You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello and welcome to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe Moonves. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. <laughs> and I'm Seth. How many people are going to know that? Everybody's going to know that because everybody loved the Big Brother episode. Big Brother has taken <laughs> this podcast by storm. <laughs> to new heights. anyone wants to talk about. <laughs> one day I'll watch an episode of that show. Maybe. <laughs> we did before you got here. Did you? There was one. <laughs> yeah, I swung by Wendy's before coming here. And they had a t- they renovated the new Wendy's yeah. down there. And they got a nice flat screen TV up on the wall playing Big Brother. I'm like, I really need to get to the podcast, but Tom Green's kicking footballs. <laughs> he, he's getting dizzy and kicking footballs. I, I can't leave yet. I got to see what happens. Mm. So we're back, regular episode. Yeah. For all the new listeners, possibly. Right. Voting has ended for Clutch MOVs. Best of the Mid Ohio Valley voting totals, but we have not heard yet. Oh, I thought we were going to do episode. Ver- I thought we were going to do an episode v- version that we won, and just be like, "Oh, thanks everybody, <laughs> we won." <laughs> Whatever. So results come out Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. I'm so, very invested. Got a couple weeks. <laughs> no, whatever. Hey, thanks for voting. If you did, we're going to do the podcast anyway, <laughs> even if we lost. Um. So what are we doing? Let's do something. Let's just get cracking. Here. Do it. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? You know me. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You know me. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. You know me. You don't know. Why are you the way that you are? I feel like every time we play that bumper, it adds like five minutes to the podcast. <sighs> the best five. <laughs> We're so exhausted. We haven't done one of these for a while. We haven't done the segment for a while. And you guys are complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, here's the... I pulled the question out of Jordan's hat of... Questions. Pick a random getting to know you question. So you at home and us here at the Kapow Layer get to know each other a little better. So here's the question that I pulled, and I wanted to throw it out. <laughs> so I feel like we've told so many of these stories, but he said, What'd you tell me, Barbara? <laughs> I said, You guys don't want to delve so deep. I said, I'm like Barbara Waters. I got to get, I got to crack your exterior. Shielding and get to the the meat of the subject. Okay, so we'll dig deep this time. What's it? A memorable experience at the movie theater. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, how many stories have we told? Oh, that's all complaining about a movie theater. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Is there any good? Have you ever had a good experience at the movie theater? <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay. 
Well, what do you got? Barb. Uh, Barb. Yeah, I, I That's your new name, Barb. I wrote, I wrote these... Co- Barb Moonbiz. I wrote these questions. <laughs> I wrote these so long ago, like, the, you know, I didn't have something prepared for this either. So I just... Uh, at a quick top of my head, uh, a couple memories. I remember seeing Pinocchio in the theater. That might have been the first one I saw. Mm-hmm. Actually, going to the theater, and I remember yeah. being scared out of my wits. Something about being turned into a donkey. That's a scary thing. It freaked me out so much. Like the the very concept of like turning into a donkey by being I'm a bad, if I'm a bad boy, I might turn into a donkey. I don't know something. It wasn't the whale. It wasn't the, all the other weird stuff. There's a, some weird stuff in that movie. I don't want to be a donkey. Um. I remember seeing Masters of the Universe in mm-hmm. theaters, also being terrified. <laughs> I remember I had it. I was not ready for Beast Man. I don't think he was too freaky. Hmm. Uh, there was some movie I saw. Some uh, one Space Camp, but it was some movie about outer space. Space Camp's a great movie. And my mom sent me and my brothers in. And when we came back out, she said, was it over his head? Meaning, did I understand it? I said, no, I could see just fine. <laughs> and that became, that oh, became wow. family lore. That was like, ah, oh, Jordan said something funny. Let's send it in a reader's Someday time. he should have a podcast. <laughs> and you're not understanding anything. <laughs> yeah. I think my, two, my most memorable was probably when the Ninja Turtle movie premiered. I was so hyped. I was such a fan of Ninja Turtles, and the mall had a big event. They had a guy in a turtle costume, and I don't know, it must have been opening weekend or whatever, and I was so beyond hyped, and then I got sick that day. I'm like, I'm still going. <laughs> I'm still no going. No matter what. So yeah, I think I was miserable the whole time, but it was it was a killer experience. Hmm. I, yeah, I was trying to think what my first memory was going to the theater and I really don't I don't I don't know my dad actually worked in downtown Marietta here um, when it used to be the Colony Theater he ran the projectors he worked there so (laughs) yes now I know who to send my complaints (laughs) to but uh, so you know at a very young age very very young age I you know actually was up in the projector room as he just ran the ran the reels because they were the old timey reels that you know you had to switch the film and stuff and uh yes but the first real memory i remember my aunt took me with her boyfriend of and they were in high school they must have been like seniors in high school in like 1984 and they took me to see ghostbusters at the mall so i would have been like what five years old probably a little too young for ghostbusters <laughs> and i just remember her telling me if you see anything scary just cover your eyes and if you hear anything you're not supposed to hear just cover your ears i distinctly remember that but 1980s child rearing that's right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so but yeah i remember that i remember i remember the first uh movie i saw in marietta when they built the uh the lafayette's uh center theaters don't tell mom the babysitter's dead (laughs) 
My cousin came, I think it was in summertime. What year did they build that? Because I was trying to think of that the other day. Well, whatever year that movie came out. <laughs> well. <laughs> it must have been like 91, 92? It, it was definitely open in 91. Okay. Because I, I remember seeing a movie there then. So right right about 1991. Yeah, because we had to go clear the mall for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, we, next town over. And you had like... These local memories are going to pay off more if we won the clutch MOV. That's right. (laughs) That's all these local new listeners. Here's what we we cover everything about the Mid-Ohio Valley. Both movie theaters. That's right. Big town. Both podcasts. (laughs) But yeah, I I just remember my cousin, he, he was maybe just a senior in high school at that time. He came and picked me up in his Jeep, and I thought it was really cool. We were going to go see this movie, you know. At the big new theater, and, and that's what we saw. So, all right, I jotted down a few memories here while you guys are talking. <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh, I remember I saw Pet Cemetery in the front row. Only movie I ever saw in the front row because um, it was packed. Uh, fell asleep watching Robin Hood. <laughs> that's a great date. Great date. Um, uh, Jurassic Park. I remember seeing that in the theater and how awesome that was, and the t-rex pulling the banner down like i can just feel like i'm there and also <laughs> the, the fallen world the, this past year sitting there with my buddy I almost got in a fight with <laughs> you know and we had a great time um let's see i remember seeing uh, hateful eight and 70 millimeter in pittsburgh was a great experience seeing uh, 2001 a space odyssey and 35 millimeter last year was awesome i always wanted to see that on the big screen i remember seeing star wars special edition in the late oh, 90s yeah. before it, before it actually came out we knew girl at the theater and then the film burn up on the screen and it was awesome <laughs> we went up to the film room and it was full of film everywhere all over the place back when that was a thing Ah, we were saying while you were talking about seeing Pinocchio, I was like, I remember seeing the Aristocats in the mm. like. I want to say we were at the Smoot. Do they have a balcony? Because we were yeah. in the balcony, and I thought that was so cool mm-hmm. to watch it. Something as a little kid in the balcony. Aristocatic. Yeah, and then I then I just finished up with some, went to see a lot of movies with my mom while she was alive. But we watched some. Nick and I are watching Breaking Bad. Side note: Now we're watching Breaking Bad, and there's a lot of you know pretty graphic things are going on in that show and I was like ah this nothing Nick I watched some crazy movies with my mom like people would not watch with their parents <laughs> I was like I watched uh, Brokeback Mountain with my mom <laughs> watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo which is very violent and mm-hmm. sexual and and then uh, and then the last movie I saw with her was Creed in 2015 and I'll, I'll never forget that experience wheeling her in there and everything it was the last time we got to see a movie together so you pulled it out of me, Barb. <laughs> we have a soft focus lighting. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I couldn't help it. Yeah, I had to set them out. But um, a lot of great memories at the theater. Yeah. None of those. I don't remember any popcorn anywhere in any of those memories. You're crazy. I think I always eat popcorn. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because yeah, I've seen so many movies, but I, to me, I don't really remember a lot of the experiences. You know. That were very memorable. I remember, like, Transformers, the movie, in 1986 when it came out. I remember going with my parents, and I remember in, like, the first 20 minutes, they killed off all the Autobots, and then they killed Optimus, and then I I was one of those kids, like, that was not ready for that, and I remember being like, 
I don't like Transformers anymore. I'm done with Transformers. I like G.I. Joe now. <laughs> like, I remember that, but I don't, other than that, you know, I don't remember a lot. I remember the movies, but not so much the well, theater. Well, you got to know us a little bit there. Then during Ninja Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're getting to know too <laughs> Let's much. Let's talk about all the here. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was there with my Jared, my little brother, and these girls were in front of us, like whispering and giggling. And one of them came back and sat down next to me and gave me a phone number. What? This was like, I was not. I was in <laughs> elementary school. I was like, what's happening? And then she went back, and then she came back. She's like, that wasn't for me. That's from my friend. Like, she was worried. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I remember going to the bathroom afterwards and throwing the phone number away. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, you guys are ruining my Ninja Turtles experience. And then, but I remember looking, and it was an 896 number from Lowell. So I know, like, five years later, I went to high school with some, yeah. whoever that was that gave me a phone number. I was like, oh, I wish I would have kept that number. You missed your opportunity. I figure out this who is, that was. This isn't the same girl that you saw Stargate no. not with. <laughs> Santa Claus. I would have known to avoid her because she does not take her turtle seriously. All right. We did it. Let's uh, move on. What are we doing next? TV. Over to more. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run. Very run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what's this guy look like, anyways? Oh, he's a little guy kind of funny looking Uh aha in what way oh just in a general kind of way exterminate little pig little pig let me in these violent delights have violent ends that's what she said (sighs) how's that one holding up is that one still timely or we need to I don't know. Yeah, you guys making work for me? <laughs> yeah. We're going to need a fresh bumper there, Cliff. So, TV. Hey, I binged all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really? Because there was that whole thing. They brought it back. On NBC. On NBC, yeah. And I had never watched it. So, I so binged I the whole thing. Like, if I was around and it was on, I would watch it, but mm. I didn't make it a point. I always liked what I saw, but yeah. I never really... Committed yeah. to it. I wouldn't be like like my official review afterwards. I would not say you must run and go watch all the episodes. But I enjoyed it. I think Andy Samberg is funny, and um, what's the guy's name? The, Andre Brower. Yeah, he's hilarious on there. It's good. I really, I really like the show. So I'm glad I did it. I've been watching since it moved to NBC. Yeah. I've been. Yeah. Now I'm all caught up. Yeah, I've watched those first few episodes. So that was worth it. If anybody thinks they. Uh, are interested. It's worth watching, and we got to we got to touch on Big Brother. We apparently have to. Oh man, this is <laughs> lifeblood right here. Yeah, they're doing the second season of Celebrity Big Brother. Jordan and I just watched the latest episode right just a few minutes ago. Please tell me it has. There's like some weird intersection that one of the people that were on our season of Big Brother is on this oh, season. no, so. Alf is not on this. <laughs> no, Mr. Miyagi. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, I thought I saw Jesse, but it was just Joey Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, it's ridiculous. There's not much to say about it. I, I watched a lot of the 
first season of Celebrity Big Brother. Most I tell myself it was for the podcast. I gotta stay up to date, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Whatever, it yeah. was fine. But I just I watched the first episode of this one just to see who was on it. I just the celebrities beyond Tom Green, the celebrities just didn't grab me. Right. Because I can't. Is Tom Green really a celebrity like anymore? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, yeah. he kind of peaked there uh, in yeah. TV days. I, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but I think Tom Green deserves a lot more credit in the history of comedy. He was making, like, viral videos before the internet. Like, yeah. that MTV show for a short oh, time. Oh, it was great. And the next day at school, that's all anyone, oh, Tom Green did this. Did you see it? It was crazy. He put his bum on something. <laughs> <laughs> But that kind of adult swim type absurdist humor, the pranks and viral yeah. type videos and messing with his parents. Like, how many kids do that now on YouTube? Mm. Yeah, that he, turned into bam on, on yeah, that MTV yeah. show, messing with his parents. So I, I always liked Tom Green a lot. Yeah. And he seems like a, a, a fairly normal person. But any of the real housewives or a Kato Kalin, like those type of people who are just... Kato Kalen, America's house guest. Whatever I can do to mm. stay in the public eye, and I just yeah. I can't. I'm relevant. Do it. Damn it, yeah. Joey Lawrence likes to do bathroom stuff. He, he spent, that's what he said, and he spent a lot of time in the bathroom. Um, he's out now. But the uh, yeah, Tom. I basically so far Tom is the only. He knows what he's doing, but he's he was playing way too fast, and he's going to end up going out here. And the abs- most absurd moment was when Ricky Williams was massaging Cato Kalen's colon and sweating profusely as he did it. Ricky Williams, the football player. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's a healer now. <laughs> and Cato was constipated. <laughs> So I, I swear I watch it for the strategy. He should take some Kato peptate. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um. Anyway, but I got to trash on Joey Lawrence for a second because they do one of the competitions a week or so ago was an endurance competition where they they always have where they're standing on a wall or whatever, and it was like freezing cold and they're spraying with them with stuff and and he just keeps saying we need to hurry this competition up. He's like. This is uncomfortable, and we we could hurry this up, hurry it up, hurry it up. And he just complained. They didn't show it on the show, but like on the pop TV and stuff, you could watch the whole competition. And he's just like, on and on. Why are we taking so long to do this? And finally, <laughs> the one wrestler girl was like, "It's an endurance competition. This is the competition." They had to explain it. It's like if you're uncomfortable, get down. It will be over once everybody gets down. <laughs> It's just like he did not get it. He's like, "Why are we not speeding this up?" Oh, so yeah, that would seem like many of the people in the house had never seen the show or know a thing about it, and the other half were, "Okay, we got to form alliances. We got to do this. Yeah. We got to flip this guy." And you know, right. they're either way too knowledgeable or not yeah. at all. Yeah, like Tom's just basically like way ahead of himself. He knows just enough to be dangerous to himself. He's like, "Yeah, we got to make this alliance. Oh, now one of them's gonna take us out at the end. Let's get rid of him now." Ah, bad idea. Anyway, so if you're watching it, it's about the same kind of stuff as last year. It's not it's not your traditional Big Brother where they get to know each other for months and they get you know, there's a lot more strategy involved. This is more just ridiculous. But is there enough drama because they're all celebrities and full of drama, I assume. Oh yeah. Is Lolo there, Jones. Is there an equivalent level of drama 
Eh, just because they're all full of themselves, yeah. And the but the major big difference between this and regular Big Brother is they get to go home and can just watch it, and so there's no sequester. So you have to be careful what you do and what you say about people because that that's going to affect how they vote for it. And this thing you talk about, Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, it was a joke. Confounded me. Yeah, he was only in there for a week, and then he went to that thing, Davos thing in Switzerland or some uh, money convention he goes to, and I don't know. Anyway, he was just like... I've never been invited to a money convention. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, you're just not... You don't, you don't rank. But anyway, apparently it was just some, some stunt to but get again, people to yeah, watch. What does Anthony Scaramucci have to... What does his presence give to any of us right. except well, they're trying to redo the Omarosa thing from last year but I will say like, I, I was telling you that some people are different than you think they would be like you see enough of them on this pop TV and stuff that you get a feel for who, who they really are and where I thought Ryan Lockkey was kind of a douche basically he is just a really nice guy He's really dumb, but he's he was really nice. And and like Lena, or not Lena, Dina Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's mom. We're, I just thought she would just be a mess, just a terrible mess. And full, you know, diva, you were guessing. And she's not. She's like this sweet old lady. So what happened? <laughs> I don't did know. Did she get into that? I don't know. Uh, they did give her wine a couple nights ago, and that unlocked some of her craziness. But she's really just a nice lady. Lolo Jones is a maniac. Okay, we've spent enough time on that. I'm not sure. <laughs> Conan has a new format. Yeah, I checked that out the other night. He was off for a couple months there around the holidays, and which you know there have been rumors before that he's going to either cancel the show or change the show, and he's back now just a half hour a night on TBS. No band. He's not wearing a suit. He's just wearing like a shirt and tie and either some kind of loose jacket yeah. kind of thing. Very loose. It's it's not the monologue isn't really like tight joke joke joke. He just kind of comes out. He has scripted stuff, but he's he's a yeah. little more loose with the audience. One funny bit and then a long conversation. Or one night he had a, a guest and a comedian. So mm-hmm. just a very kind of abbreviated version of a show. And it's been enjoyable so far. And that's that's a nice little bite-sized thing. There's so many late-night shows. Yeah. A lot of times I would skip Conan. If there was nobody on I wanted to see, it's easy to just eh, not I just it. think it's cool that he's getting to do what he wants to do. He's got right, a new right. podcast out. He's doing, he's revamped his show to you know shorten it and just kind of do his own thing. And the podcast, if you, if you haven't checked it out, it is excellent. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. <laughs> it's on the Earwolf Network. is a... Uh, conglomerate of different podcasts. I don't think we're on that one. We should probably check. Mm, we need to be. Uh, <laughs> as of this recording, there's been 11 episodes, and they're all around an hour. He's had Will Ferrell, Kristen Bell, and Shepard. An hour. What an amateur. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> but I even listen to the ads. He does like the, mm-hmm. oh, we're sponsored by whatever, audible.com, like every podcast. Yeah. Like the dueling ogres, and but he like he talks and he makes jokes and they're funny. Even the ads are content entertainment. Uh, he had Wanda Sykes, he had Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally together. Bill Burr, Pete Holmes, Mark Marin, Ron Funches, Adam Sandler, and Dana Carvey was the most recent one. So just people he likes and that he gets along with and has a good conversation with. And his assistant Sona and there's a producer there. So it's just very bare bones. There's no sound effects or wacky stuff. It's just. 
a good conversation, and he's he's very funny in that format. I listened to the first one as far as I made it so far, but yeah. It's hard to keep up with the podcast right now. There's so many out. Everybody's got one. Really? Yeah. What else you got, TV? Oh, well, CW has renewed all of our DC shows, including Riverdale, <laughs> Season 4. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was happy to... Even, even old Arrow's coming back for one more. Uh, we were sure this was it. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I was reading a little bit on the uh, the upcoming Batman Batwoman spinoff, and it's pretty much a guaranteed go. So I'm not sure where they're going to fit it in into the weekly lineup, but we're going to have to add a day to the week for <laughs> another DC show. Are you keeping up on all the CW fair? Uh, for the most part, I'm a few behind. I I got into that weird Christmas break and holiday break and I get away from it and I forget to go back and watch a few and then I end up end up binging them all at the same time I realize we have not talked about Black Lightning at since, all since the pre- <laughs> I got notes for 11 episodes oh my gosh that's one along with the gift that I've taken to kind of watching with my finger on the button uh-huh. fast forwarding through it's it's fine it's it's uh, it's good, but it's just like I said there's so much going we, on. We we'd like it a lot more in any other era of TV. There's just so much right now with superhero shows. But this one, the beginning of the season, Robert Townsend was a guest star as a school board member, which famed Meteor Man. Yeah. We're talking about African American superheroes. I mean, Robert Townsend, <laughs> you don't get much bigger than Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> it broke ground. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, they've still we're dealing with Tobias Whale as the villain, and that kid Khalil. Mm-hmm. We gave the, the super spine. He was he was yeah. paralyzed, and they gave the sticky him. sticky maple Chuck <laughs> right from Riverdale. So there's so he and uh, Jennifer, his youngest daughter, are kind of on the run, and then Thunder, his oldest daughter. She's been, like, robbing drug dealers to, to get money for this thing. So, like, all the kids are trying to do their own thing, and Black Lightning, you know, it's family drama as well. But we had the Looker, a uh, DC villain. She had these weird metallic tendrils. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about that character. But yeah, she, I don't either. It was, like, it was, like, liquid metal that would go in people, and then she could control them. But they introduced this weird concept. Uh, there were these... Uh, uh, Sanjay were these white gun runners from South Freeland which Freeland is the, the urban city yeah. where they live but in South Freeland is a very like rural area where there's confederate flags everywhere so they, <laughs> they have invented this whole other ver- it's like yeah like you know, southern New York is not like the <laughs> south but South Freeland has racist and uh, uh, drug dealers there. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that uh, then we uh, Cutter was another villain who showed up, threw his knives and things. I, again, I'm not a DC. They're really yeah. digging deep yeah, for these. So these are some deep cuts here. Cutter. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, in the last episode I watched, uh, Jennifer was reading a comic book, and it was The Unexpected, one of those more recent. 
New Age of Heroes DC books. But she had the cover bent clear around the other side, you know, like mm-hmm. she had like folded in half. I was like, come on, Jeff, that's not how you handle it. But uh, yeah, Tobias ripped the spinal thing out of Khalil's body because he betrayed him. So Ooh. you don't cross away. I, I, I do not fast forward when Tobias is on screen. Yes. Yeah. He, he is so compelling to watch. So. I don't. I don't think the second seasons has been as good as the first because I'm mm. not paying as close of attention. But there's a lot going on. They're throwing in a lot of DC stuff, so still fun. Mm. Anybody watching the Goldbergs still? Yep. What do you think of it? Did you watch the Wedding Singer episode where they wrote in you know the classic Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. And had John Lovitz come in. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Just I haven't episode. seen one in a while that I've been like super hyped. Yeah, about. I kind of feel fine. that way too. I feel like it's kind of went down. I think it's run its course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now they have that spinoff, which I'm not going to watch that. But yeah, that's premiered. Schooled, yeah. yeah, yeah. I my daughter says it's okay, but you know she's 11. <laughs> she <laughs> she likes Riverdale. Right. <laughs> Get your own <laughs> podcast, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. uh uh, it's fine. I always watch it, but I don't. I'm, I do too. I just. It's the same thing over and over. Yeah, it, it's lost some magic there. I um, it, the kid that plays Barry on the show used to be enough to keep me really interested because I, I just always found him hilarious, and uh, he. It's. I'm watching it out of like some weird. Obligation yeah. at this point. <laughs> but I look at I look at like episode descriptions and it's like Barry's getting married and that like yeah. anytime a show's on so long the mm-hmm. the, the show has to change so much and, and right. kids move out and new you have to get a cousin Oliver move in right. and that kind of thing. It's like just end when you're on top. Yeah. Um one show that never disappoints me though. Oh. I'm scared to hear what it is. This is us. Oh yeah. I know you guys don't really watch it. Oh, I watch it here and there. Mostly. Here and there, I mostly watch it. But it's been because I work with a bunch of girls and they watch they it. And I want to make it. fun of it, so yeah. I want to know all the details. It's really I solid like to though. Do it. it sucks me in. Like I'll, I'll go a couple weeks and not watch it, and then my wife will, you know, it'll pop up on Hulu or, or she's watching it or whatever, and I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Strap in, we're gonna go for a ride on here. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I it, this. This season has been really good to me. I like they've developed the Kevin <laughs> movies. I mean, this season's been good to Cliff. It's been good to me. <laughs> they've uh, they've developed the Kevin character a little bit more, made him more interesting, and and uh, looking into into his dad's past and and the time he spent in the Vietnam War, and that was really interesting. And the story that they're currently doing with um, yeah, their long lost okay. uncle. So let me can I comment? Yeah, on that? Uh, I don't like <laughs> stupid. Uh, misunderstanding things. It's like that guy, his brother's whole life is ruined because he doesn't just say that th- thing with that kid was an accident. Like, no, no, I don't want to oh, hear no. it. You can't just say it. No, I don't think like, it would have mattered if he said it or not. That's what he said. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing is at the end he's like, I... I never, I never got yeah. to tell him that was an accident. It was like he was sitting in the room with you, and all you had to do was say it. Whether he says he didn't want to hear it or not, you could have said it. So, whatever. It just that stuff irritates the crap out of me. It's a good show. It is. Yeah, a good, yeah. It is a good show. But some of the little things like that, it's like 
You're just creating problems to have a show. Well, it's yeah, it's got to have a lot of drama. But I, I want to say one thing: the most dr- dramatic reaction I've had so far to this show ha- happened a couple episodes ago. So, Toby and Kate. Oh, I are, know. I, oh, I you I, know where I'm going. I, I was talking about this with the girls at work. I was like, I don't care about this other storyline. Right. I want to know what happened to these Star Wars figures. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was. I mean, I was depressed for like three days after when she sold his original 1977 Star Wars figure. And I was oh, like, you have I got was to be distraught. Me. You should have seen the diatribe I threw at work. I was like, listen, whatever's going on with this, I don't care. Irreplaceable. He had these Star Wars figures. <laughs> We've all been there. This is all our our, our, like, our tor- nightmare. Right. <laughs> they didn't mount in a crockpot. <laughs> yeah, no, but w- worse. Yeah, he clearly had that bar- box marked with some ridiculous abbreviation. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? I don't. Yeah. I don't get that either. I was like, that's stupid. But yeah, she sh- sold his vintage Star Wars figures, and Cliff and I were on the edge of our seats. Oh, apparently. it was the most dramatic thing that ever happened on that show. <laughs> uh, ba- brought back bad memories, and I think that's all I've got for TV. All right. We've had the Deadly Class premiere on Sci-Fi Channel. How's that? Did you read the comic? A little bit. Uh, This is Rick Remender and Wesley Craig uh, comics from Image Comics. And Rick Remender is apparently, like, he's co-written most of the scripts, and he's 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 like one of the two showrunners on the thing, so he's really involved. And it's executive produced by the Russo Brothers. You know, did all the the best Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Arguably, um, I really liked it so Alleged. far. <laughs> I, you know, when you hear sci-fi original, there's yeah. been so many years of subpar, goofy stuff that I've had people say, "Oh, you, should, you, you guys should check out the Expanse or any of these shows. They're really good." Like, I never trust that they are because right. it's Sci-Fi Channel, so their brand never screams quality to me. But right. um, I, I don't know. I've really enjoyed this one. It's it's uh, kids at a at a, a an academy. Learning to kill, basically. X Men. Right. <laughs> okay. To me, my X Men. Um, uh, the, the main star is Benedict Wong, who plays Wong in Doctor Strange. It's a stretch. With Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get confused, bro. Right. Don't get um, it twisted. <laughs> but it's a neat idea. It's set in the eighties, in nineteen eighty-seven. So it's all that Reagan era angst, and the there are like legacy students there who are like children of the Yakuza, high-ranking CIA people. You know, so they are just kind of gifted in. And then there are the, the lower-class people who just, you know, these there's a couple orphans and kids that they think with potential. So it's all about the, the, the different class, class structure, class struggle, that kind of stuff. And they've every episode so far has had some animated bits to either show a flashback or something. And it takes the art directly from the comic, so it looks just like you know, it jumped off the page. So uh, Henry Rollins is guest starred on it. Brian Posehn, French Stewart, oh Red yeah, Rock from the Sun was like yeah. a serial killer in a in a like chained down like Hannibal Lecter in a wheelchair. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you know the most crazy person on earth. You mean like Hal Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so there's only been a few so far, but I'm I'm I've been enjoying it. I'm going to watch the whole season. Cool. Is I this better than Blood Drive? Uh, it's, it's 
slightly different from Blood <laughs> A little bit higher quality. But very uh, same thing. They, they, they're they using adult language and Ooh. terrible violence. So sci-fi lets them get away with it. Okay. So is that all TV? All right. Yep. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Violence in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. Yeah. So there was a lot of fire festival stuff. You watched. You said you watched the Netflix one. I did. I watched the Netflix and the Hulu one. Cliff, did you watch either of those? I watched the Netflix. Okay. Well, that's, that's the better one. I've seen the about greatest it. party that never happened. It's yeah. Called. Yeah. I've heard a lot of talk about it, so it might be old news for some people, but we uh, we watched it. It was uh, those poor rich people. <laughs> yeah. That's part of my thinking is like, are we supposed to feel sorry for these kids? <laughs> yeah, they and were they ridiculously also, wealthy, and yeah, they lived. But honestly, you know, the first half of the movie or so, I started like, my palms started sweating of like as someone who has put on events before mm-hmm. uh, namely comic conventions I had I'm thinking of like the Netflix documentary for River City Comic Con year one <laughs> that was at the, the fairgrounds <laughs> it's like yeah there's this sad footage of Nightcrawler's makeup melting down his face because it was so hot in there yeah like, that was the convention on the sun <laughs> Yes, so, yeah, beyond my control, the weather <laughs> was very hot, and I'm just imagining the lawsuits piled up. So I, I'm part of me, I'm like, maybe he was trying, maybe he really wanted to do this big party, and he was trying, and then the longer the documentary yeah. goes on, you realize he, he he was not coming at this from the right place. It was a scam from day one. Yeah, I, I, going into it, I, I was putting off watching the Netflix uh movie and then the other day when you mentioned about watching I was like okay I better watch it cuz I didn't know much about it other than it was a failed you know music festival or something so I found it really interesting I mean I, I it's it's very odd you know that, that there something something like this happens where um it's so poorly planned and Funded ridiculously. It's a, it's a scam. But, the, but they, a scam the fact artist. that they had... It was a scam. But they have all the footage of it. As it's really happening, makes it fascinating yeah, to watch. Yeah, so welcome to the cameras. Like, come and watch me as I mess all this up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal all your money and give you nothing. But I found it, it kind of pigtails. Pigtails? Dovetails. Dovetails. <laughs> it does something. Ducktails. Ducktails. <laughs> it, 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 it matches what we were talking about uh, the, last <laughs> <Riverdale>. <laughs> the last Riverdale episode. And if you don't listen to those, you're missing out. Because we're talking about the stars of Riverdale on Instagram and how they right. use that to promote the show. And this, I I mean, I know... And we're the idiots that follow them and watch <laughs> So, I mean, I know what's going on in culture. I know who the Kardashians are. But I didn't realize the power and the, the idea of the mm-hmm. influencer. Yeah. And that word kind of makes me cringe now. I'd never heard that word until I watched this. I, but I hear getting thrown out. Oh, we got to have the influencers do this. So, to launch this thing, they paid Kendall Jenner $250,000. A quarter of a million dollars <laughs> to post something on Instagram. Guys, we got to get we got to get Instagram. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that's what this is all dovetailing and pigtailing toward is how do we become influencers? Yeah. No, but that's that 
that they, you know, if someone like Kendall Jenner says, this is a cool party, are people not realizing this is an ad? Right. And that's, there's been, I think this, these documentaries have kickstarted this a little bit, that there needs to be disclosures, that mm-hmm. if you're doing this for pay, there needs to be some well, kind they're of they're supposed to put ad, hashtag ad. And they're saying, like, oh, yeah. you know, Bella Hadid and Emily Ratajkowski. Almost. Models. They said they, all these people have gone back and deleted all these posts about <laughs> Firepassel. They said one of them out of, like, a dozen put hashtag ad mm-hmm. yeah. to say. So, I don't know, like... I just I wonder about all these young people following these quote unquote influencers. You know, if you're watching TV and the commercials come on, it's like use Tide to get your clothes clean. You know that's an ad. Yeah. But do does everyone on Instagram scrolling through? You know, Kendall Jenner just doesn't love that lip gloss because it makes her <laughs> lip shine. Like she's doing it for a reason. I just I don't know how clear that is to a generation. Growing up mm-hmm. on social media, so I, I did. I don't know. It's it's a weird area where I feel like us looking at that, like, yeah, okay, I get it. We're cynical enough, but I don't know. I will say, if you have Hulu and you enjoyed the Netflix one, it it's a it's you know, if you're interested, it's it's worth watching the Hulu one also. Not that it's any better, but it's like a different, slightly different perspective. You kind of see uh, it's. A, kind of shows a few people in a different light like the netflix one some of the producers of that are came off looking a lot better than they really were you know because they they made this documentary i'm not sure everyone was scammed i think yeah several of them were in on what was going on but yeah it was yeah allegedly anyway but I, I remember as it was happening, you know, the famous picture of the cheese sandwich, and that it was. I, I remember like websites, like you remember that jaw rule thing that's going up in flames. Like I remember kind of following along, like I think I heard about that, but I know I saw the picture of that cheese sandwich, mm-hmm. and it, it's that's you know this whole thing was created by social media and memes and that culture, and it was destroyed the exact same way. And yeah. now we're getting memes. You know, I saw a few memes about the the guy. I don't want to spoil the big. Who cares? Kind of shock moment of the whole thing, <laughs> but uh, I've seen memes about that guy. If you, if you have any idea, what I'm yeah, 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 the old guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. what would he do to? For a Klondike work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anything. That guy. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> hey, did you? I was. I wanted your opinion on your fuller opinion on Bandersnatch. I know we talked very briefly about Bandersnatch. it. Yeah, that was the uh, Black, Black Mirror, Mirror thing. The choose your own path thing I, I there's to me there's never been a bad episode of black mirror right there are some that are better than others but i i've enjoyed every single one i was on board for this one too i i kind of you know it's like what cereal do you want i'm like yeah. and i have that moment of like well, what is this gonna lead to and then i'm also ocd so i have that feeling of like i need to go back and do the exact opposite of what i did last time and go through all the things again so and then there were things I clicked. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? If I was paying attention, I know that that's going to lead to that. And so I felt kind of disarmed where I felt like I was, it was a neat experiment to like, I'm kind of influencing this, but I'm also being sucked along and pulled along with it. So plot wise, eh, eh, whatever. But I I like the experience. I did not like the experience. (laughs) And, And Michael had 
sent me a message. Oh, you got to watch that. I was like, I'm planning on watching it. I was like waiting on Nick to get home that night. I was like, we'll watch together. We'll make the decisions together. I quickly realized that the decisions did not matter at all. Like if you're where you're saying, well, I should have known that would happen. I totally disagree. I felt like every decision did not matter. You had no way of predicting. It was just like a choose your own adventure book where you, any decision could lead to your death. Well, and, there were things like I like we talked about before in video games. I'm, I always try to be the good guy. I don't yeah. prop the stagecoach or whatever. Yeah. So like I tried to do the least horrible things. Right. Like, do you want to punch your dad? It's like, no, I better not. Right. But there was one where I'd seen the dog out in the garden. I knew the dog was messing around in the garden. And it was like, where do you want to put this dead body? I was like, oh, why did I go to the garden? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> That's so funny that you would like struggle with that. I, but I think the one reason it bothered me more is because I have played these types of video games. Those Walking Dead telltale games where you are basically doing this. You're making these decisions and clicking, do I do this or, or that? And you just have a few seconds or whatever. And it's so much it's so much better done in, a, in those video games than it is in this because... Those don't all result in you losing. Each decision just shapes your story, and you know you don't lose by doing any of those things. Really, there you know very rarely will you die from that. Where this, it seemed like if you made the wrong decision, that was it. You were dead, and you you know you they just led on such short paths. You had to keep going back and going back. Like, I didn't care. I was like, just picnic. I don't even care. Nothing matters. Where when the video games, you like I said, you shape an entire story and you get to create your own story. And I know that's much harder to do with a film. Yeah. You know, you'd have to, they already filmed so many hours where the footage just for you to watch for an hour and a half of your story. So it would be almost impossible. But it was just such a letdown compared to that because I felt like it was like, oh, well, I'll just go back to where I have my finger marked in the in the Children Adventure book and go back there and do that again and you know see the different endings. But I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, I read some reviews and was reading a comment section of people like, oh, did you get this one? I missed oh, So people were comparing yeah. theirs. So there was one that was kind of a happy ending or that seemed like... Correct ending or whatever. Right. But there was one that seemed to have closure, and then there was a bunch of others that were just like, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's fine. So, what else you got streaming? Uh, we found another documentary about Image Comics. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Deadly Class on Sci Fi Channel Wednesdays at night, and uh, there was a commercial for it. I'm like, oh, is that a new thing? Cool. And I went to the sci-fi.com, and it was from November 2017. So there were five parts of this documentary called So Much Damage, How Image Comics Changed the World. So it was five, like 12 to 15 minute chapters, basically. And uh, they're all streaming on sci-fi.com. And it was interesting. It's all the stuff that we've watched. We talked about the, the Robert Kirkman History of Comics episode they did. And there was a documentary a couple of years ago about the Image Comics. Mm -hmm. have, have they... The seven hottest artists in comics left Marvel Comics to form their own thing and did really change the history of comics. But this one falls a little bit further uh, and it goes, it, it talks about the, the Savage Dragon cartoon and the Wildcats cartoon that were on for yeah. a short time in the 90s, the Spawn HBO show, mm -hmm. and kind of how Image is still affecting 
up through you know Brian Bendis getting fired by Todd McFarlane on Spawn because he picked all of Spider-Man and uh, you know Brian Bendis and Kelly Sue DeConnick it's like so it, it the other couple documentaries just stayed kind of in the 90s so this one is kind of what those what that wrought afterwards so mm-hmm. this one gets a little wider in its scope and I, I enjoyed it I'll watch those anytime we watched Polar you, you said you watched Polar. I also watched based Polar. on a comic book. Oh, was that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Victor Santos. It was mm. a web comic. Uh, he wrote and drew it, and it was picked up by Dark Horse. So it's in trade through Dark Horse. Comics. Yeah, we found out after we did our preview for this year's movies that I was saying there's a movie with Mads Mikkelsen coming out this week called Arctic, and there's Liam Neeson's Cold Pursuit. Then there was also Polar with Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> on Netflix. And it's like, I don't understand why all these this come is, out at once. Snow movies. Yeah. Snow universe yeah. movie. But it's like a John Wick ripoff movie. He's an assassin. You know, there's this group of assassins or whatever. And well, it's Jonas Ackerlin, the director, who's more known for uh, music videos. Yes, so it was very like that. kinetic, very yeah. fast moving and over the top. I, uh, a lot just, of neon and yeah. text on the yeah. screen. <laughs> I was like, it was they. Their nod to John Wick. He sees a dog. <laughs> He's like, I don't need that. Next, next smash cut. He got the dog. He buys it, takes it home, has a bad dream, shoots the dog, throws away his taking care of your new dog book, burns it. <laughs> I was like, that was funny. I liked it. It was very over the top, very violent, but it was it it it, it was it didn't take itself seriously enough. You think? No. Where he's like totally nude and like a split second later, he's like a mile away in the st- in the snow nude. And I was like, how did you get there so fast? Why didn't you put a coat on? He's an assassin. <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. I don't regret watching it, I guess. I tried to watch, uh, just for Jared Lowe, I tried to watch Watership <laughs> How was that? I didn't watch. Oh my gosh! As the biggest fan of animation here, yeah, it was like twenty minutes, and I was done. <laughs> I'm curious. I did, did not you, see did, the original. I did. It's pretty um, depressing. It's pretty sad, also. Yeah. 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 I liked it a lot. Um, I, I the original and the new one. Okay, so you watched it? Yes. Okay. Yes. What did you think of that animation? I. I saw somewhere how much money they spent in this movie, and I don't know where it went. I don't either. The animation's not great. There were shots that would show the grass blowing in the wind and the sun setting, and it looked gorgeous. And then, like, a dog would come up and, like, and it looked like... It looked like 1990s, like, a computer (laughs) game. It was so bad. I was like, wow, that's bad. Yeah. So there were shots that were great, and then there were shots that looked like a high schooler made them. Yeah. I don't know. It was all over the place. But the story was super faithful to the book. And mm-hmm. the voice acting was great. Um, so, yeah, I'm a sucker for the book, so I was going to like it whether it was good yeah. or not. So. Yeah, I, I, I tried. I tried. My daughter turned me on to... Uh, she has watched every season of uh, Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events on Netflix. This is the Neil Patrick Harris series. I, I think it's on season four or five maybe now. I've sat down with her and watched a few episodes, and they are way better than I ever imagined. I'm not a fan of that series, but 
I mean, the quality production on the, it, it is very, very good. She is a huge fan of it. Um, was really getting into the, they just dropped the, the new season not too long ago. So we, we watched it and, um, for a little kid's show, the production level is very, very high. Just that stylized motif they use in it, it, it it's really, really cool and so different than anything else out there right now. So, we, so I wanted to, you know, just mention that. Um, <laughs> this last week, I went on a little, little roller coaster of a ride with Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. I've I looked at that and I flipped through all the episodes. And I'm like, do I need to get into this or do I need to at least yeah. see what it is? Did, it not, like did got, it not spark joy? It didn't. I, I clicked <laughs> on it and it didn't spark. Did you joy. did you hold your television and, and thank it? <laughs> <laughs> I I have watched a few episodes and my I I feel like a horrible person now. I turned it on just to see what it was like. Immediately, the only reason I watched. The full episode was because I found her accent hilarious, which is just <laughs> awful. <laughs> just admittedly awful. The views of Cliff Barnes do not reflect the views of the <laughs> But then... Uh, they do not to, pigtail with our own. Right. And, and <laughs> that's exactly... It, that was the experience. You know, this whole idea of of picking up a shirt and thanking it and, you know, if it doesn't spark joy and zing, if it doesn't give you that zing, you well, throw she it She got a lot of crap for uh, saying to get rid of books. Yeah, you know, I, I read an article yeah, people, about that. People were a little, hey, wait a minute. Don't, but, don't get rid of books. <laughs> before I saw any of that, this was just, I was watching a couple episodes yeah. and I was telling my wife, because she was like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to, you know, do some of this stuff. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, but th- this, the whole thing se- seemed ridiculous to me. Then I went and re- went and read an article and made me feel even worse about myself. <laughs> just detailing about, you know, this the culture the the woman is coming from and her religious beliefs and and that were taught to her by her mother right it's coming and out it, of like the shinto belief that everything has a spirit in it right. every rock on the ground is there for a reason and you should be mindful of it and don't like, make him feeling worse barbara exactly I'm just saying, don't repeat it <laughs> but that's where, like, there's yeah people, like yeah there's memes just making fun of it like oh spark joy right but it's there is something deeper behind it it's not new age hippie nonsense exactly it's very old school thinking of like you know everything in my house should be there for a reason and i should appreciate it like oh, I, I i'm eating my soup with a spoon Oh, someone made this spoon. Someone sculpted it. Mm-hmm. Someone thought of it. Someone, you know, I brought it into my house and it's useful and it's feeding me and I should appreciate that. So it's at its core, it's about being mindful and and not yeah. just, you know, mindless consumerism and just <laughs> accumulating stuff for stuff's sake. But for our culture, that does yeah, fall. It, it, it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but then I, I went, like you, I read a little up on it, on her, and, you know, the, the basis behind the whole thing. And then I was like, well, okay, I can try and give it another shot. So I watched another episode, and at least I, you know, I didn't... Did you tidy up? Did you fold nah, your I didn't tidy clothes up. into nah. envelopes? I didn't throw size. them into a big pile and then have to touch them all before I got rid of them or anything. <laughs> it reminded but. me so much of the show. It was years ago. and I'm, I, For the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. But it had to have been like sci-fi channel or something because everything on it was very nerdy. And it was 
they invited a woman to come in who was like a household, you know, mm-hmm. house expert or, you know, getting your life together. And then they would take him to see psychiatrists and stuff about, you know, why do you hoard this stuff? And one was about, you know, a guy who collected Transformers and had, you know, the glass cases and everything. And he had millions of Transformers. Sounds perfectly normal to me. Right. And one was a guy with long boxes, like, stacked up in his <laughs> living room. And I remember that one being so mad at that episode. Because, like, they had just moved to an apartment or something. And they were, they were moving to a condo, but they wouldn't get it for six months or whatever. So it was like, well, I'm going to... Eventually, this collection will be fine. And she made him... Basically, guilt tripped him into selling, like, five boxes of Oh, it's Star Wars figures all over again. And just... And buying... Is there one comic... That would bring you as much joy as five boxes. So he traded like five long boxes for uh, a Hulk 181 for Spirits <laughs> of Wolverine. And I just remember his face as he's holding it and like, yeah, I guess I like this. So, <laughs> and there was a guy with like matchbox cars all over the house. So it was all like nerdy collections. And I read later, it said they were all contacted. Hey, we need people to be on this show showing off your awesome collections. So they oh, had no oh, idea someone was going to come in there and be like, awful. something's wrong with you. You yeah. better fix yourself. So it only lasted one season, but I remember watching it and just thinking, none of these people are happy to be involved with this. <laughs> well, that's what I got out of this show is I noticed the people, I mean, like their houses were cluttered and for the most part and they were like messy or whatever. But I mean, they weren't hoarders in any sense. And one, one guy, I think it was in the second episode, there's an older Asian couple, Asian American couple, and the guy has collected baseball cards for like 30 years, but he's just got them piled up. And, you know, he collected them with his kids. And that's why she, that, that the same thing happened. They were like, well, wouldn't you rather, like, keep 10 baseball cards that mean something than and get rid of this, you know, 6,000 you have here? And he was like, well, yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was very similar. <laughs> I was like, no. Well, the cameras are on, I guess. <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> get rid of her. That, yeah, that was my roller coaster ride this week. Um, also on Netflix, uh, that's premiered lately. Solo, um, a Star Wars story. Is, you can watch that. Incredibles two. Just watched it last night. Oh, you like it? Yeah. 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 And uh, that's Punisher. not the review he told me. Yeah, you got it. yeah. Punisher. <laughs> it was good. It was fine. It was wonderful, delightful. Pixar. Fun. You never said wonderful. I'm pretty me. sure I said the life. He was saving it for the podcast. <laughs> I just said there's a lot of scenes of people just sitting and talking. Yeah. It, yeah. There's, there's really not s- nearly as much action. There's some really slow moments. Mm-hmm. I know when I saw another movie memory, there was a bunch of kids by me talking. <laughs> talking. They'd already seen it, and so this kid was telling every scene before it happened. Ugh. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then uh, Punisher Season 2 is out also, which I have not watched. I just finished the first season. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always really liked it. Always yeah. right on the edge there yeah, at the end, caught up. Watch season two, like six, eight, ten months. From yeah. yeah. And Ant Man and the Wasp was also. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp was watched that the other day. And yeah. Carmen San Diego. Yep. Where in the world is? And they still sing the song the beginning. Or? Do it, Rockapella. There's <laughs> Gina Rodriguez and Finn Wolfhard voicing mm. nine half-hour episodes. I did not realize. There were almost 300 episodes of that game show on PBS. Wow. Like the geography. The kids running around learning geography. I never watched one. Oh, I was a <laughs> I saved dude. one. Spark joy. I just <laughs> saved the one really good episode. That's how I know so much about geography during trivia night. <laughs> I yeah, hate I was, geography. I, I, that, I remember watching that show religiously 
and I, I did not realize how long it lasted. But there's another uh, cartoon in the 90s that were like 40-some episodes, and Rita Moreno was the voice of Carmen back then. Wow. And she is a, uh, also in the new episode, so... All those long-time hmm. Carmen Sandiego fans are going to get a little Easter egg. Cool. All right. Did we do it? Let's do... We, uh... Oh, okay. Bird Box. You watch Bird Box, I, right? That's what we're saying. That seems like so long ago. Yeah, oh, we don't gosh. really need to talk a lot about Bird Box. Everybody yeah. saw Bird Box. It a, became a lot of memes and such. and so. Uh, also tying into our talking about... You know, why did you watch it? Yeah. This because was definitely a phenomenon. And I'm like, I need to watch this or I'm going to get spoiled or I yeah. want to know what people are talking about. Yeah. So probably half the reason I even watched it, as quickly as I did especially, is because I didn't want yeah. to be confused by all the memes. Right. And I'm curious, like, are they going to do anything for the Super Bowl? Well, by the time you hear this, you already know. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's tomorrow. But <laughs> but last year we had the Cloverfield thing, and that's what this bird box mm. felt like. It was just like, you got to watch it right now because everybody's going to be talking about it. Mm. So and how much of that was organic and how much, you know, were Netflix bots out there yeah. hashtagging stuff. There was like, there were people like, oh, I got tricked into watching Bird Box because they believed, you know, the, yeah. the, the, all the talk wasn't, you know, user generated so there's been controversy hmm. I don't know I didn't feel tricked into watching it I know right, I knew I, what I was doing yeah. I'm like I yeah. guess I gotta yeah. watch it's it. real hard to trick me into watching a movie <laughs> plus probably you, know, you guys tricked me into watching stuff for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so did you like it or not like it or what What happened I think we mentioned on the oh yeah the right. Poobah, 2018 Poobah Awards still available um, Still. Still. <laughs> Limited time. <laughs> well, I might go behind a paywall someday. Oh, we, oh, we become oh. an influencer. <laughs> you download KPB.com. You can listen to, it was, I think, our last episode. Yeah, it was. Still available. Still available. All the best moves of 2018. We talked about it briefly. I. It was worth watching. The first half of it, I thought, was really yeah. tense. An exciting, you know, horror movie. Didn't know what was going to happen next. I liked the cast was really good. I didn't. All you saw in the commercials were Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. but they had a you know John Malkovich, B.D. Wong. I love B.D. Wong. He's amazing. Yeah. Sarah Paulson, uh, Jackie Weaver, Lil Rel Howery, Pruitt Taylor Vince from uh, a Shane Shot in Walking Dead. So let's do. Uh, we need to do one job we haven't done in a while. So one you. job forever. Oh. Look, I one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it, okay? You tosser. You had one job to do. So we thought Sandra Bullock. Sandy Bullock. Yeah, you said Sandy. You know her better than I do. Yeah. It's Sandy. You guys go way back. <laughs> so let's, let's, uh... I'll list off some movies. Please do. Not all of them. Um... Let's see. I'm going from the bottom to the top here. So looking for something that I've heard of. Who love potion number nine? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. That thing called love. Hope floats. Old Harry Connick Jr. Uh, Forces of nature with Ben Affleck. Um, premonition. The net. Remember the net? Oh man. <laughs> using her laptop on a beach and thinking, wow, wow. that's amazing. Yeah, okay, wait. <laughs> that's just in movies, Jordan. Um, uh, Miss Congeniality series. Uh, 
Two weeks notice, 28 days. That's four weeks. <laughs> For those keeping track. The Lake House. Uh, time travel-y. Um, time to Kill. While You Were Sleeping. Bill Pullman. Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close. Never saw that. Practical Magic. The Heat with your fave, Melissa McCarthy. This is right on par with our Target demo. I believe, yeah. <laughs> Demolition Man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the Vanishing. Jeff Bridges and Kiefer Sutherland. You've ne- you don't know that movie? Uh, That's not- desperately edging on my top 100. <laughs> it's not really it won't make it, but it's it's a 90s movie where she gets kidnapped. She's Kiefer Sutherland's girlfriend. She gets kidnapped by Jeff Bridges. He's like in this very weird role he's playing. He chloroforms her and takes her. And Kiefer's looking for the whole movie. Uh, it's got a really crazy ending. Um, Let's see... The Proposal with Rhino Reynolds, as some would call him. Uh, Crash. Don't like that movie. Uh, Let's see. Ocean's 8 was from this year. Bird Box. She did a voice in Minions. Um, And then there was the Speed series. She was in Speed and Speed Speed. 2, colon, Cruise Control. Anybody think Spark and Joy... (laughs) <laughs> I love Demolition Man as That's a movie. A great movie. Yeah, and she's good in it, playing against Sylvester Stallone as kind of chipper, you know, future cop who you know, we you know, their mannerisms and you know, frames of reference are completely different. <laughs> yeah. She's actually that's one of that's one of the few movies I remember. Hey, Sandra Bullock's good. Like I remember like thinking, oh, I like her. She's cool. Until Speed came along, and then Speed's kind of put her on the map, I would say. Yeah, that's got to be her most famous movie. Was that, would that be before Demolition Man or after? Uh, after, I think. Yeah, I think it was after. I don't know. Demolition Man was um, early 90s. Well, they Speed both was, are. Yeah, Speed's Speed. 94, Demolition Man is 93. So. Okay. Oh, her, that was prime years. <laughs> prime Sandy years. Oh, she won an Academy Award for The Blind Side. Was uh, another movie she had though. Again, that seemed kind of safe Academy Award yeah. kind of movie. Same yeah. with Crash, where it was like, I'm sure she was good in it, but the movie was so over the top dramatic. Yeah. Like, she's a weird actress to me because I generally like her, but I can't say that I really care for any of those. It's movies. so funny when when we talk about something, but I'm so glad we do this. But we'll talk about an actor or actress, and I'll look, look and be like, I like them, and then we'll go through their catalog of stuff, and I'm like. I don't like anything they do. <laughs> yeah. But how do I always think fondly of them? I guess they just always We've been play influenced. A, they play a likable yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been bird boxed. They but they they'll play a like a lot of likable characters yeah. or something. Uh, you know, they're in fine movies, but not my favorite <laughs> movies, you know. Well, there's one missing that I wrote down. So I'm well, like, yeah, I, I was saying I that's my pick. pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I was saying, I'm not sure I can pick Demolition Man as the right. most iconic role, yeah. even though My, I really want to. Well, I, okay, well, I'll say up front that if it so happens that we were to pick Speed, I would not fight about it because that's her most iconic role, I think. And it, you could, you know, I haven't watched it for years and years, and it possibly doesn't hold up, but I always think of it as a just a classic action movie. But no, the movie that I would pick. Uh, because I really, really like the movie Alfonso Cuarón, 2013. Uh, it's the only movie 
I would ever tell somebody you should watch, you should have watched in 3D because I don't like watching 3D movies, but this was exceptional. And it is Gravity, where she plays Dr. Ryan Stone in one of her, uh, for her first shuttle mi- mission. And, you know, if you know anything about the movie, it, there's a major catastrophe and she's alone and trying to get back to Earth. And I think she does a great job. It's a phenomenal movie and just a much deeper role than she usually is playing. Um, I liked uh, the, the movie Roma this year, Corin's new movie. Mm. There was a scene of the kids watching a, a movie on TV about astronauts yeah. flying off into space. Right. I thought that was neat. Uh, Gravity's a good movie. I didn't... It, it, that's another one of those movies that came out and was just nominated for everything and everyone was mm-hmm. like, oh, Gravity. And I was like, yeah, it was good. I didn't quite feel that way, but... I, she I, was, she, I really, she, yeah. yeah I really enjoyed it the first movie. time, and like I said, 3D was awesome. But then I've watched it since then, and I liked it even more, just knowing what I was getting, I guess. And I, I, it's just a really good movie. I don't know that she is over the top great in it, but she does as good a job as anybody, I guess. And basically, being in every frame of the movie, yeah. You know, she's she she holds that movie together. If yeah. you don't like her in that movie, then you're gonna have a problem. Yeah. But I, I think I'd have to go speed just for my own personal. I've seen that way more than I've seen Gravity. Right. What's your thinking, Cliff? What do you like her in? Um, when I think of Sandra Bullock, I like I've seen Gravity. Yeah. And it's fine. I like I can appreciate for what it is, but it's not like the icon- iconic Sandra Bullock when I think about it. You well, know what that's I mean? what we're, that's what when we do. For everyone, we're we're, we we're, we're, what we're doing? yeah. Let's explain our pretend yeah, rules two, we made up. Yeah, to get the book out. Yeah, to new listeners, one job is a thing I created for the I show. Love, I love pretending that we have new listeners. Yeah, yeah. It makes but, me feel so good. But oh, Big Brother episode brought him in. But uh, we we're creating our own list. We pick out these any kind of creator, artists in comic books, movies, TV, whatever. And we pick what's the what it would be on as Jordan would say on their headstone. What what's the one thing they should be known for? But what? it doesn't like you were saying. It doesn't always have to be though the their one most known. Yeah, it's our between the three of us. It's what we think we want them to be. Known Which for. is why I am picking. Oh my, the proposal. Okay. Because she's made way more of those type of movies. Yeah, exactly. That is her type of movie. It, that is a movie I've seen a several. My wife, that's a movie she'll sit down and watch if it's on, right. no matter what. Yeah. Ryan o. Reynolds, <laughs> or as we call him, Ryan Reynolds. Um, it's it's a rom com. Yeah. Betty White is in it. She's really good. Set in Alaska. Um, Sandra, you know, it's very typical Sandra Bullock. She plays a big business exactly. boss yeah. lady who is a business boss, boss lady, lady. <laughs> that's president business 2021 <laughs> business, business boss lady that's right uh. <laughs> but you know she's not a nice person um her assistant or whatever they she ends up they find out she's an illegal canadian Oh, yeah. In the country, I believe, I and they know. want to deport her. I believe. Uh-huh. So she chases her, her assistant to to Alaska and meets his family as his because um, she wants to marry him so she can stay in the country is the basis of the movie. But um, as far as her roles go, yeah, I mean that's 
as Sandra Bullocky as it gets to me. Honestly, if I close my eyes and you say Sandra Bullock, I think of like Miss Congeniality mm-hmm. or the or the like that's right. You think of her as the love interest in a wacky comedy. Yeah. But my favorite are when she's a little more tough and you know, the stuff she's kind of grown into lately. Yeah, well, I'm going to jump in. She's very good in Bird Box. She's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all the memes and whatever, and everyone's joking about it. Like, she turns out a wonderful performance. Okay, well, he picked Proposal. I picked Gravity. Your pick. I picked Speed. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. So now what do we do? Rochambeau? Um, we got to get the book out. Uh, this is where we have, somebody's got a cave. And I guess I'll cave and say Speed. We'll just go with that. Speed. I was thinking about caving. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. What's Sandra Bullock's best movie? In the annals of Kapow history, it will forever be. The only thing she ever did was I'm speed. Really what was her name? Yeah. Annie something, right? <laughs> what was her name? Uh, yeah, what was Annie Porter? I think it was Annie. You didn't leave me. Didn't have anywhere to be just then. Um, so that's it. That's it's a romantic movie. Yeah. Where sparks flying with Keanu. <laughs> True. Spark joy. It's no lake sparks. house. <laughs> I have to warn you. I've heard relationships based on intense experiences never work. Okay. We'll have to base it on sex then. Whatever you say, man. Was there more sparks in that Lake House movie with the two of them? I don't know. Some more mailboxes. Thank you for tuning in once again to Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. You can find us at www.youdownwithkpp.com. And has anyone tweeted us since last episode? Uh, Seth, you run the Twitter. Yeah, somebody did. Somebody Sweet. did. Ooh. Thanks for your tweet, whoever you were. <laughs> <laughs> we at, at, Russian bot. <laughs> at the Kapow podcast on Twitter. There you go. We'll read them. We'll we might. Them. I might tweet sometime. I don't know. iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, you name it. We're all there. But mostly you find us on Facebook. Yep. And that's where we do most of our interactions and posts. And we'll let, it'll let you know when a new podcast comes out. We want to talk to you. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. We're going to keep this one under two hours. How do we do, Cliff? Pretty good. Okay. okay. Well, then well, let's ruin it because I want to talk about something. This is a the post credits <laughs> oh, thing. Oh no! Swerve. Uh, I got Yeah, I got to say, I got to talk about this movie real quick. We're not doing a movie section, but I got to talk to you guys about Serenity. I sent you a little article about it because I knew you wouldn't go see it, but I saw the most bad crazy movie this past week with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and. Those are Oscar winners, by the way. I want to point that out. <laughs> They're in this movie that looks like a neo-noir. Uh, he's a fisherman, and she she comes to him and wants him to take her husband out to sea and push him off the boat, kill him for some money. 
That's very Norish. Yes, and I was like, throw throw McConaughey from the train. And I saw they pushed it to January, so I was like, this must not be very good. They pushed it to the beginning of the year, but I'm still gonna go see it. It has the craziest, stupidest twist ever that just made my brain bleed. I think I told you guys, and. I don't. I I'm gonna spoil it. So here, anybody that does not want to hear spoilers for Serenity, if you're never gonna see it, stick around because you really need to hear this. Uh, Wash gets killed by the Reavers. <laughs> here it is. Spoiler, spoiler. Uh, so How she, can they make a movie called Serenity? That's the biggest twist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what. No, that's not the twist. Um, so apparently they have a kid together, and. She wants him to kill the stepdad because he's ter- he's violent to her and all this, and it's just crazy movie. Nothing makes sense. Diane Lane is there, and he goes and has sex with her, and she pays him money to have sex with her, and he's like naked a lot in this movie. Like he he goes, he's like, I need to take a bath, and he walks over the cliff and dives in the water naked and swims around, and that's how he takes a bath. And I'm like. What is going on? And then he uh, talks to people in the town, and they all, everybody knows what's going on in the town. They all talk, have weird conversations. And when I tell you what the spoiler is, some of this will make sense, even though nothing makes sense in this movie. (laughs) But at the end, you find out that it was a video game created by his son. And Matthew McConaughey has been dead this whole time. He died in the war. And his son made this video game where his dad fishes for a fish called Justice. And to get justice against the stepdad that beats his mom or whatever. And then the kid goes and stabs his stepdad in real life. And it's totally ridiculous. Violent video games do make kids. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just so... It's so crazy. Uh, We were all laughing out loud in the theater at it. And it was a, it was a real come together moment for the theater. It was it was so ridiculous. Like I, it will absolutely probably be at the bottom of my list for the year. And I believe it was saying it that both those people's like lowest box office. Oh my of gosh, their it's so awful. Nothing makes sense, especially the fact that this kid supposedly made this game and controls everything that's going on in it. And there's a lot of weird beatings and sexual things between his parents be a lot cooler if i had pants (laughs) yeah the best thing is you get shots of him swimming they it's you really have to set the camera bright to be able to see his ass and his face in the same shot all the time anyway whatever go see serenity (laughs) it's experience all right well that was a little bonus for all the jesses out there (laughs) 